passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. The pain, the passion, the podcast. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. On the other mic is Barry. Good evening, Craig. Craig, you know, I was thinking, have I ever told you about this website? I don't, on a day like today, Barry, I don't think we should be doing the fucking MyBookie read. Oh, we should do we'll definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right, just need to do it on a day like today. All right, do it in your most depressed tone you've ever done. That, like, we just missed out on KD coming to the next tone. Might be really hard to, to draw that up in me, but I'll give it a shot. So, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to do. The, Is this uh, going to make it re- much longer? Because it's no, going to make right, it much. I'll go quick. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> the only thing I could do is maybe to have some fun and some hope restored. I'm gonna I'm gonna place a bet on mybookie.com. I'm gonna place a little wager. And over there, they've got things like prop bets. They've got things like fantasy sports wagers, live in-game betting. There's really something for everyone. That's where I'm gonna be. And you know, they got the best player perks in the sportsbook business. Business. in the business you know what I'm saying and they've been good to Craig and I we know that they'll be good to you in fact all month long they're hooking up it's a hard licks it's a hard nicks life it's a hard licks knife (laughs) it's gonna be one of those nights Craig I'm slurring all over the place (laughs) but anyway when you go to mybookie.ag use promo code life when creating your account and you could claim your 50% bonus laying down 100 bucks you've now got an extra $50 in play it's a great deal you could also try promo code KD is a bitch and see what that gets you. I don't think that's going to work. No? No. Okay. No, I don't think that'll work. You could type it. It might feel good to type those. But then, yeah, go for it. But then go for life. That's mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code LIFE. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, this is season two. Episode 49. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Ross from Sydney, Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? That's a little subdued, Craig. It's got to be a little subdued tonight. He is in the house. Literally, we are in the same room at my house for the first time. Right now, he is in my arms. We're laying on the couch together. I'm consoling him because he is is sad. He is down and out. Don't play me like that. I'm not that down and out. (laughs) Look, what do we do? We're New Yorkers, right? We, We take with what comes to us. We take what comes to us. 
and we deal with it, right? This is going to be a weird fucking show, Barry. This was one of the weirdest days I've ever had. And now you're in the room with me, three feet from me, and uh, the F-bombs are going to be flying tonight, I think. Yeah, we should say right now, this is uh, this episode is for mature audiences only. Yeah, we don't know how this is going to go. Plus, we're watching live what's going on with free agency, and... Uh, who knows what could fucking happen, right? That's right. What is it? It's almost 10.30 p.m.? It's 10.22 p.m. And let me tell you, I mean, I know, like, you know, stuff started coming out at, like, you know, what, 4 o'clock today? Um, that was pretty definitive. I think it's great they moved it to 6 p.m. Because just, like, just since then, just stuff has been rolling out, like, every two minutes. It, it, this is the best. Because usually it ruins my 4th of July weekend, all this shit. But this NBA free agency has gone so fast compared to other ones. It usually really has. It, it takes a few days for the first domino to fall. Yeah. Um, but, dude, today was crazy. How, like, we woke up this morning. Was it today? It feels like such a long day where Kawhi, there's all this talk of Kawhi and KD being interested in teaming up together. Well, yeah, I think that started coming out yesterday, that they had discussed it. Okay, so and so Knicks fans were running with that a little bit. Like we yeah, all knew we that was, we had a fifty-fifty shot. If that were to be, we true. all knew it was highly unlikely that Kawhi would come here. But I was feeling pretty confident about KD coming. Were you? I mean, I was never ultra confident. You know, we knew it was going to be between three teams. You know, the Knicks, Nets, and Golden State. I was never ultra confident, dude. And then I'm walking around IKEA today, picking up some bins to organize my house. And then we get some of that Ikea ice cream, which is delicious. We don't have an Ikea sponsorship, although we should. <laughs> and I check my phone, and th- that tweet comes out. I think Nick's, Nick's Film School tweeted out, Trier uh, was followed by... Oh, yeah, I saw that Fucking one. KD on Instagram. And that, like, coincided with this announce- with this news that an announcement from KD was coming. Right. Today at 6 o'clock. Yeah, it was within 15 minutes of one another. Right. If, if So that. Nick's fans were going nuts. Thinking it's uh, people, they were like, I can't believe this is happening. And then within like 15 minutes from there, you started hearing reports about how Brooklyn was feeling super confident that they were coming away with KD. Right, right. And I was in, sh- I was in fucking shock. Were you? Uh, I, I was like I said, I wasn't in shock because we knew the teams that were in play. I didn't think it was like, you know, a dun- by any means, like you know. A done deal. Again, the, the the whole injury thing, you know, I think spiraled it a little bit. But I never felt like he was a done deal. No way. Listen, dude, when when he got injured, right, we were all... It, it became less special that KD was going to come here. Because I think I fell in love with the idea of KD coming here with Kyrie. And Kyrie only because they're good friends. He's a great point guard, but he's... Uh, he's not my ideal player to have on the team. Right. But if he was coming with KD and we were going to get AD, it was like, we're going to win all these championships <laughs> over the next few years. And then KD got injured and you were like, all right, so, you know, best case scenario is we just get Kyrie and KD and next year still sucks because what's Kyrie going to really do to this team? But we were will- I was willing to like let KD still come. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we were all opening our arms. We were going to welcome him in spite yeah, well, of this injury. Yeah, and, I mean, after that injury happened in Game yeah. 5 of the Finals... By the way, this is really weird. I feel uncomfortable still about us being in the room. It's a little... Uh, it's a little weird. Unnerving. <laughs> Just because it's different. First, uh, I've never looked in your eye. Can we not look in each other's eyes? Is that possible? Do we have to look at each other? No, we don't have to look at each other. All right, let's, I'm going to look at my computer. Because <laughs> I'm getting, lost, I'm getting lost in the glistening of your eyes. Wow. 
I, I didn't know I had that uh, effect on people. But you've got your head tilted down at me, and it just is uncomfortable. <laughs> no. So, I mean, I knew, as soon as the injury happened, yes, more of me wanted KD than not wanted KD. But I knew whatever happened, I was either going to be less excited when we got him, obviously, compared to if he had been healthy the whole time, and I would be less disappointed if we didn't get him. And let me tell you right now, as far as the way I feel, and, you know, we've talked about things with Kevin Durant and our feelings, particularly, you know, a few weeks ago when he suffered this horrific Achilles tear, you asked me how I felt in comparison to when KP um, was traded. And I said the next day it hurt more the fact that Durant got injured. But I don't feel like that now, the fact that we didn't get him. I was more upset and disappointed and, you know, sick about him getting injured than I am about the Knicks not signing him right now. And the main reason for that is the injury. Obviously, if he was healthy and it went down like this and KD and Kyrie went to the Nets after I'm picturing them on the Knicks for so long and our dream scenario gets wiped out from under the rug when Kevin Durant was in his prime as, you know, arguably the best player in the world and then he leaves, then I would have been distraught and killed but again i mean the fact that he was injured led me to this point knowing that i'd be okay with it and now it's happened and i am okay with it to be honest i wanted kd only because i fell in the i i fell in love with the idea of getting him and i was so excited about like i just want to be that team that that got the biggest catch of the off season for once you know and and like it would be a it would prove that we can be changing the culture here with the knicks I was ex- just excited by the whole idea of it. No, yeah, no, even knowing that he's not going to fucking play next year, it, it's the it was, it's the weirdest situation. I don't think any other player could go down with that kind of injury and still get all this attention. Oh no, it's nuts! You know, it's it, nuts. The worst possible injury you can really you know get you know and, and knowing the re- you know the recovery process to go back from knowing the the the, tr- the trail record of guys that you know underwent this uh, this type of injury. Yeah, of course it hurts more. It hurts more because it's the Nets, right? But let's, I mean, are the Nets going to be that fucking good next year because they got no, Kyrie Irving definitely on not. the team? They're not next year, no. But right, and then, uh, it's going to be interesting. we got to wait and see. You know, again, <laughs> it goes into even if it was a Nick. We don't know how Kevin Durant is going to be when he comes back. So when this all initially went down, I think a lot of the heat, everyone, uh, KD was probably, ta- well, not probably, was taking a lot of heat from Knicks fans, you know, even me. I mean, the, uh, just thinking that he chose to go to Brooklyn over us. So we're all ripping him, you know, fuck KD. I, I heard... Uh, yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were leading that train. <laughs> I think I heard that at the Mets game, they announced that Kyrie and KD were going... I don't know if this is true, but that Kyrie and KD were going to Brooklyn and the whole stadium booed. Wow. Apparently. Oh, so that's why he said he's going to be an enemy in his own town. Right, he's I tweeted hated. that. hated, yeah. He is. I mean, he's coming to Brooklyn. He's going to be in New York. If he thinks that he's going to be walking around the city as a fucking hero, Barry, he's not. And I'm, and I'm getting lost in your fucking eyes again, so I'm going to turn. <laughs> he's not, dude. I mean, most of the city is going to hate him. He'll, gonna hate he'll get booed at the Garden for sure. Um, and, you know, we know Barclays is sometimes 50% Knicks fans, but he's going to get a lot of love there. I mean, that's the place going to be. They're going to pack yes. that house full of Nets fans. I mean, listen, also, like, all of a sudden, Brooklyn Nets games are probably going to become... Like right now, the, the Knicks are at MSG right near Penn Station, so they get a lot of tourists. There's going to be a lot of t- 
tourists and people visiting just going to Nets games. Right. I mean, again, I don't, it's going to be a next year, out. year exactly. Not next year. Right. right. Not next year. Kyrie's not. I mean, Kyrie's going to be a draw for sure. And the Nets are going to be a good team. They're not going to be, again, much better than they were this year. They'll they'll make the playoffs again somewhere between, you know, a six and an eight seed. But again, I mean, we saw what Kyrie did for Boston, you know, after being injured through the whole postseason and most of the, the year before. And, you know, they, they, they didn't make it as far. I mean, he hurt the team potentially. So, you know, as, as amazing of a, a point guard he is and, you know, the numbers that he puts up, the talent that he has, the way he shoots, the way he scores, the way he handles the ball, that's all fi- fine and good. But is he going to help your team win? You know, not by himself, he's not. And so, we've seen that. So, so a lot of Knicks fans, I think, want, probably are going to want us to be angry. I know one in particular is going to want us to be pissed. Well, you sounded damn pissed. When this uh, first went down, at least through your tweets, you know, we was, I've we gone through talk. like a roller coaster of emotion the past few hours. Was I was I angry? <laughs> you tweeted something. I, my my dad was at my house. I had to I had to show him your tweet. I was like, oh my god, look at Craig. What did I say? Bitter he is. I don't even you remember. Some, what did you say? You said um like fuck Kevin Durant. Um, here my first tweet. <laughs> my first tweet. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. It was uh it was a. My first tweet was, it really was a pussy move. It really was a pussy move, KD signing with Golden State when he did. Right. Then I said, may Kyrie continue to be the nutcase he's always been. And KD, well, he can go fuck himself with that orange cast. Oh, that is, that is pretty fucking harsh. <laughs> I said, you're going to feel like an outsider in our city, an enemy within the gates. Enjoy. Right. But then some news came out later that, that James Dolan and the Knicks front office weren't comfortable giving him the full max. Well, right, which, look, which if that's which I don't know if that's true or not. Well, that's all the. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, "Is this a spin?" And right. Then, but you heard rumblings before that not everybody in the Knicks organization was down with KD. But that could have been, you know, setting yourself up to. Spin and you heard that they were asking for his medical records, right? Right, which is fine. I mean, that's all, all in good. Well, they should, they should do. They should do that. Totally, one hundred percent. And and listen, if they decided that it wasn't worth the risk for them, and and there are arguments as, as although you and I were on board that they sign him. I can see the argument not to, um, you know, to, to, to throw out $38 million to watch him sit on the bench, um, you know, one out of his four years that he's going to be with your team and not knowing who's going to be the player to return on the court. Um, you know, I, I could respect their decision not to sign him, you know, if that was the move, if they really didn't offer him a max deal. I could respect it. It's fine. You know, again, it's not where I wanted to be a few months ago, but again, things change and, 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 you know, my thought process changed. I really wanted a big free agent. And then a few days ago, I realized I just don't want the Knicks to do anything stupid. And, I mean, today, they haven't. Right. So here's my mindset like an hour or two after the KD after the KD debacle. Yeah. So then I started feeling like, you know, fuck this. I, I'm done. I'm done waiting around for superstars to sign with our team. And I know a lot of Knicks fans are angry that we never signed the star. But I, I'm I'm really over it. I mean, we waited all year basically, thinking we were going to get KD and Kyrie, and then he, and then KD gets injured, like we said. And even then, we're still like, all right, we'll still take. We still want a star so fucking bad that we'll sign a an horribly injured KD who's going to come back at 32 years old, not knowing what he's going to be like, and Kyrie just to finally get a fucking superstar because it's so hard for us to get one. I'm I'm done with all that. Then I just started feeling like, you know what? And I think I tweeted about this earlier this week. That another way we should probably think about going is just using our money 
on building our young core and signing younger players to deals like we don't we don't have to just build through the draft. We can still build this young, exciting team with the money we have. It's good that we have all this free money. And Julius Randle was one guy that I mean, a lot of lot of people were into. You, you can't call it free money. You gave up Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., which I mean, obviously was a blessing. All right, you know, I know what, I think I just not, I think I just misspoke. Free money. It's, yeah, no, there's I mean, no such thing as free right, money. In some cases, there is. In this, there wasn't. Um, you paid a hefty price to when create these When I say free money, I'm just saying it's free. It's available. You know. Oh, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so we had seventy million dollars free to do with whatever we wanted. We don't have to sit around year after year waiting for some superstar to join us, and they may never, and it may never come. So that's the main reason I love the Julius Randle deal, because he's a player getting better every year significantly. I think he has, is it three years in the league, Barry? Uh, no, I think he only played two seasons in the league, if I remember right. I think it's three. Oh, yeah, 14, 15. Um, oh, no, he only, no. 15, 16 was really his first uh, year in the league with L.A., so that was four years. He just finished his fourth year. We're going into his fifth year in the league. Okay, so I think he made like a jump from like 14 points a game to 21 points a game last year. Gets like nine boards a game, a few assists. He was hitting, the, he was nailing. How many threes did he hit last year? Uh, threes, well, he only shot, you know, just he shot under 31% from three. Um, I don't have his... But that's not bad for a a powerful big man like him, right? But he's an up-and-coming 24-year-old power forward, a position that we were so weak in the past couple years. Like, we were fucking starting Luke Cornett, right? A guy who who we just let go. So I'm excited about Julius Randle just because he joins this young group. Yeah, he's not even 25 yet. Right. He'll be 25 in November. And we didn't have to, you know, he, he really does bolster our, our young core of players. And I would love it if they can use some of this f- additional free money <laughs> they have <laughs> and get some more guys like that. Because fuck waiting for the st- superstar. There's no good ones coming out next year. Let's just build these young guys. If we ever need to trade for a superstar, we'll have, m- maybe then we'll have enough assets with all these young guys and picks. That's more in our control than hoping some dude signs with us every year on July 1st and it being in their control. Like, let's just get as many young, exciting assets as we can get on the team. Don't overpay for anybody. Don't overpay for veterans. Just keep them all young and then build from there. I mean, we can always trade for superstars if we need to. But you can't just keep holding on to the money. So I love the Julius Randle move. I thought it was a perfect backup plan. I know that I saw fucking Yahoo Sports or some some fucking outlet say that the Knicks were trying to salvage this free free agency disaster with Julius Randle, and it's everyone's not, laughing yeah. at us for yeah. Julius Randle. Yes, yes, that's who the Knicks believe is going to be our savior. That's what uh, they've been crowing about, you know, all year long that they're going to do this summer. It's not about that. It's about doing things the right way. It's about understanding that you're stuck in rebuild mode. You're doing things right. You know, it was the first year with your new coach in place. You picked up, you know, the number three pick in the draft who could potentially have the best year as a rookie in the NBA this coming season. I believe that. And, you know, I I hear some people saying, oh, you got to fire Fisdale already. 
And and Perry and Mills, they blew they, it. They're saying that already. They're saying it already. I was listening to the radio on my drive over to you today. Because because their because their whole purpose of being here essentially is to yeah, be Fisdale's able to land to be the guy guys. that can land a free agent. It That's is, why it is supposed him. to be that way. And Mills and Perry, you were promising us all year long. You were saying this is going to be the year. Dolan, you went on uh, on ESPN Radio back in March, and you said that they're definitely going to sign somebody. But here's the problem. I don't know if I'm buying into the spin, but we don't know if it was a cho- KD may have wanted to come to That's, the Knicks. You're so absolutely we, right. We can't react that way. That's right. You can't. Maybe you can be mad at Dolan. Maybe you can just be mad overall that we didn't get KD. But I don't know. I mean, based off this report... It isn't that we weren't able to get him. It was yeah. that we didn't want him right. at, the, at the full asking price. Yeah. And it sort of makes sense to me that that could be possible because, you know, because KD announced that news so quickly today. And for the whole year, it was KD was definitely going to the Knicks. Right. I mean, are you telling me shit changed just because Kyrie preferred Brooklyn? Or I just have this feeling like KD knew he wanted to go to the Knicks. Um, and he knew, but he knew for whatever reason that if he didn't go to the Knicks, he just wanted to be in New York. And so, if the Knicks weren't interested in him, obviously the next best thing to being with the Knicks and being in New York is Brooklyn. I mean, there's no other option. Yeah, but we also know that KD wouldn't have come to New York if he couldn't get a running mate to come with him. And right. you know, forget about Kyrie. Kyrie chose Brooklyn. There's still you know other free agents in play. And look, maybe he couldn't. Maybe he couldn't get arm. Kawhi to come to New York. You know and. Maybe that was like his one last effort. Yeah. And Kawhi's sick of having other people make choices for him. You know, he's not going to let KD tell him where he's going to go. You know, he's a big boy. He's going to go where he wants to go. He wants to be in charge of his own life. You know, and that's probably part of the reason why he's taking, you know, as much time as he's taking to announce it. He's not on anybody else's schedule. The Kawhi stuff is interesting to me that that it came out that he's going to take a f- several days to before he even has meetings with any teams. But everyone's saying that it's definitely the Lakers. Well, Mills and Perry flew out to L.A., so why did they fly out to L.A. today? I mean, I assume that they're going to have a meeting with him at least. You know, I just hope that they're not like going to end up saving all this, whatever mo- free money they have left, and then just waiting for the chance that Kawhi is going <laughs> to be like, yes, I'll join Julius Randle and fucking Taj Gibson. And these other young guys, well, Taj isn't young, but all the other young guys, that's not going to happen. He's, Kawhi's not coming here. Yeah. So I just hope we don't miss out on anybody else because we're, like Perry and Mills are hoping we, to have a meeting with Kawhi. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. And that was getting to my point that you can't just say, screw this front office, bring in somebody new. They're laying the groundwork. They're trying to do what they have to do and you get, for, for this process. And it's a legitimate process that they're doing because the Knicks haven't done this. Um, any you can't even say consistently they just haven't done it and now you've got two years they've got you know the, who's the longest tenured Nick right now Frank Nilakina. I've been dying to say that all day <laughs> I've been dying to say but it's true I mean they've, they've got their young core planted they've got a ton of draft picks coming to them lottery picks coming to them uh, both their own who they still have and Dallas's picks and you know again this year how much better than 17 wins are they going to be I mean 17 wins was atrocious, but still, they're not going to break 30 wins. You know, again, they still have more Barry, money to they spend. they better fucking break 30 wins this year. Come on. I can't do it again. I, I can't. I'd they're rather be- not. They're, 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 they have to be better this year. I mean, they there has to be growth this year, in my opinion. I mean, going into last year, we thought we were going to have KP for at least three months of the season. Most of us did. Two to three months, you know. 
I'd say at the very least. Uh, so we had some optimism going into last season. You know, we were predicting 31 wins, 32 wins, maybe even 33 wins last season. Um, but shit happened, right? But how much better is this team going into the season than last year's team going into the season? If you didn't know that KP was never coming back, just your general outlook on the upcoming season, I don't think it's much better. Who was the starting five in the, f- the first game of last year? Frank you know? Nilakina. Yeah. Are you sure about this or are you just trying to remember? I'm, no, I'm trying to let's remember. Compare, I let's I compare I think it was the starting Nilek- lineup from last year to what it's going to be this year, as of now, with nothing else happening. Okay. Frank Nilakina, I think, started the three, right? I think it was five. I think he started the first five games. No, he started at the small forward oh. position, Frank. Oh, did, did he? Oh, come to start on. the season? Yes, remember? I knew that he moved over there really quick. Remember, I remember he was starting, was right but away. it wasn't at the point. Mm-hmm. All right, I got it. So it was Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., Frank Nilakina, Lance Thomas, and Ennis Cantor. Okay, so that fucking starting lineup is... there's uh, that's That is... Worse than I thought it was. <laughs> okay, so go ahead, run it down. All right. Gonna be so the now, right now, you got Dennis Smith Jr. Possibly R.J. Barrett. I think so. At the two, I think so. Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. That is significantly better. Well, there's nothing you can swap out there. You can maybe say, I mean, let's face it. Frank's not going to be starting at the point guard. Yeah, we don't even know if he's a point guard right now. Or how Fizdale and everyone views him. It's a fucking shitty team, though, Craig. It's still a shitty team. But that's a lot better than that team. Lance Thomas was starting. Ennis Cantor was starting. Frank Nilakina was at the three. That's Frank Nilakina, Lance I'm, Thomas, and Ennis Cantor is your front line, look, Barrett. Look, R.J. Barrett has a shit ton of more potential than Tim Hardaway Jr. But I don't know that I can say that Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr. is a worse backcourt Dennis Barry, Smith Jr. The and best player on the fucking Knicks starting lineup opening night last year was Tim Hardaway Jr. That should prove to you how bad that fucking lineup was. He was the best player Look, in that. Trust me, right now, I, of course I would take Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett over Ennis Cantor and Tim Hardaway Jr. But I don't know if they're necessarily... Well, yeah, Mitchell Robinson definitely is. <laughs> I think you could say that every single position is better in the starting lineup now than it was last year. I mean, it's definitely a more fun one to watch. Dennis Smith Jr. is better than Trey Burke. Okay, R.J. Okay. Barrett is going to be at least as good as Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so at least even. Yeah. You got Knox is... Lance Thomas. Knox versus Frank. Okay. All right, you got to give it to Knox, even though <laughs> Knox didn't have a great year last year. Julius Randle versus Lance Thomas. And the oh. Mitchell Robin versus Ennis Cantor. Every single spot is better. All right. All right. All right. So get, you should get fucking excited, everybody. <laughs> it's not all death and sadness. They are fucking young. <laughs> young team. We talked about how young they were last year. I love They've gotten I, younger. I love having a young team, though. I always wanted that. Has anything else happened? Let's check Twitter. No, I've been. I got my uh, Woj notifications on. I got a feeling like it's done for the night. Oh, Mario Hazonia has agreed to a one-year minimum deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, yeah. How did I miss that? Everyone is very, very angry with James Dolan. Again, I'm, I'm not going to let this upset me that much that we didn't get him. It, it, was, it was just... It was just... Again... It was I, just a dream. We I were all rather. We were all excited about it. it. 
The reality is, when we all knew Kyrie was going to Brooklyn, if KD was coming, we all knew he was probably coming alone, which literally does almost nothing to your team next year. It just gives you this. Yeah, but see, just gives you this glimmer of hope that that the next year. Like, we're going to have one of the best players in the league if he comes back yeah. well, that was anyth- the thing. anywhere close to what he came back. When they said with. he was making an announcement tonight, you know, so we knew he wasn't going to wait at all. We're going to find out. I thought that was good for the Knicks because I was like, okay, he wants to assure his running mate, you know, whoever it may be, that, yeah, he's, he's all in with the Knicks. But obviously that didn't take that turn. You want to listen to some voicemails? Yeah, let's get into it. I think we're already into it. You just want to get into the voicemail? That's what I'm saying. Let's get we're into well the voicemails. Our, well on no, our let's, way. Let's get into the voicemails. Okay, calm down. <laughs> hey, Craig. Hey, Barry. It's Augie from Florida. Um, just wanted to touch base after the uh, non-KD news, I guess. Um, so I just want to say that um, I'm fine with it. Uh, what I'm going to be frustrated with is the uh, whole LOL Knicks uh, bullshit that's going to happen because... If the Knicks signed KD and Kyrie, there was going to be a plenty of people who said that the Knicks did something stupid because KD didn't deserve a max off the injury and Kyrie's a psychopath and all this stuff. So no matter what, the Knicks are going to be the butt of everybody's joke and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just at this point, I'm just like, fuck it, run it back. Let's let the kids play. God willing, RJ is phenomenal. Julius Randle is a great addition. Uh, Let's add some shooting, some veteran bigs. It's going to be a great season. I don't care. What the fuck these lunatics want to do over in Brooklyn with uh, all their hipster doofuses and all this shit? Let it roll. It's it's whatever. Water under the bridge. Um, but uh, I'm excited about the next season. I don't care. Uh, the Knicks have plenty of youth, uh, plenty of uh, opportunities going forward, so it's all good. I uh, hope you guys are doing well, and talk to you soon. Augie's spot on, by the way. Yeah, Augie <laughs> kind of puts it in perspective, right? Logical, you know, seeing the big picture, and being excited. Come, being excited, coming off a 17-win team and striking out in free agency, and Augie's excited. So there you go. He's right, though, about how the media spins everything and how they would have spun it. They would have yeah. been saying that, oh, here the Knicks go again, spending max money on a dude who's not going to be here. Nets fucking daily, the, who, the guy we, we all hate, right? Yeah. He, when KD went down, he tweeted out, like when it was seemed obvious that the Knicks were going to end up with KD, that KD was more of a liability now than KP, right? <laughs> and now, of course, oh, the, gotta, Nets, now of course the Nets end up with KD, and he's laughing at us for not getting KD. <laughs> yeah. Look, you can look at the Knicks front office and, you know, give them, like, props for saying, hey, you know, KD, it's not that KD didn't choose you. You chose not to offer him the deal. So you can either look at that and say, that that's awesome, or you're going to look at them and say it's foolish. But again, you can respect them for doing that. Um, and it puts them in a better light than saying, you know, it was it was me, not you, or, you know, whatever that expression is. If even yeah, listen, well, we're not always team fucking Dolan, by the way. But yeah, you can make that argument that, that the old Knicks would have offered Katie the moon, and it didn't matter, and they wouldn't have even considered anything but that just because they want to put butts in the seats or they just want the big star but yeah if they decided not to just because they didn't think it was a smart move yeah this isn't healthy kd that we're talking about this is a no-brainer there's something to think about the guy's the guy can't you know can't fucking walk he's got to wheel himself out on a fucking scooter 
You know, and you're going to, you know, to shell out that type of money to somebody like that and you don't know how they're going to bounce back. It's it's so far from a guarantee. You know, I don't care what your name is, Kevin Durant, but it's so far from a guarantee that you're going to come back the same guy you were. Yeah, I have a lot of friends. Now, granted, if we signed him, I'd be spitting, you know. He can shoot the lights out. It doesn't matter that his Achilles oh, yeah. is torn. I would have been going nuts. I would have been flipping out <laughs> that, if they that, saw that. Him. Would have been my whole spiel. He's a sh- you know he's, he's still a shooter, like one of the best shooters in the league. And he's six eleven. He's going to be shooting over guys. So who cares that he ruptures his Achilles? He's going to be fine. This would have been one of the greatest days of my life if we signed Kevin Durant. <laughs> I'll say that. But a big part of that reason is because it because uh, life as a Knicks fan sucks. It's not really that it would would have had no impact on our season next year. But that's just how that's because of how pathetic we are. I had a lot of friends texting me that, not a lot, but I had some friends texting me thinking that we dodged a bullet by not getting him. And they think that the Nets are probably going to end up regretting it, which we'll see. Here's Manny from Stanford. Craig, Barry, it's Manny from Stanford. It is definitely a hard Knicks life. Uh, Very disappointed tonight in the uh, whole KD thing. At least I was in the beginning. You know what? It's one of those things. If a girl doesn't want to be with you, you don't want her. If they don't want to be here, then we don't want them anymore. Maybe this just kind of forces us to build slowly and do it the right way, not skip any steps. I know those are going to sound like mixed talking points and, you know, kind of like sore losers type of things to say, but you know what, man? What else can we do at this point? we got to build slowly. we got to build through the draft. We got Mitch, we got RJ, let's hope DHJ develops a jump shot, let's hope Frank takes a jump shot, let's hope Knox plays some defense, let's coach him up, elected Julius Randle signing two years with a team option, and let's go from here, you know, maybe we can get 30, 35 wins, get an exciting team, everything's back on track, and we roll from there, you know, and regarding the Nets, who knows, man, I mean, they got... Next year, they're basically replacing D'Lo with Kyrie. So, you figure they're going to, I think, amount to about the same team next year. And who knows what KD's going to be when he comes back. But frankly, it doesn't even matter if they're good or not. Let's just worry about the Knicks. It's a hard Knicks life. Go Knicks. See, I don't know. Manny might have sent that out. I don't even know if the Julius Rand- what the Julius Randle deal is. I don't think there is a third-year team option, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it originally was reported three years you know, but only two years guaranteed with the team option on the third. And then it came out that that may not be the case. Dude, Which, before uh, we go to this next voicemail, what is the deal with that statement from Steve Mills? Did you hear it? No. That everyone's flipping out over on Twitter? When everyone's I, like, this is why the Knicks suck. This is why they're run so poorly. He wrote, while we understand that some Knicks fans can be disappointed with tonight's news, we continue to be upbeat and confident in our plans to rebuild the Knicks to compete for championships in the future. Through the draft, targeted free agents, and continuing to build around our core of young players. What's what's fucking wrong with that? Why is everyone flipping out? You know what? Because it sounds to me like like he's disappointed. It almost sounds like, like, why make a statement at all? Like, if you're confident with what you did, you just move on. Like, you did your job. You did what you thought was the best thing for the team but like you feel like you have to come out and like apologize almost for what you did or have to explain yourself for what you did it may be overcompensating for the fact that maybe you know he does feel like a loser and he's not only reassuring the fans he's reassuring himself by saying all that shit you know what they should just come out and say they should just say you know we know that you were all 
I mean, you, they don't need to say anything. But he could say we didn't feel comfortable giving offering Kevin Durant the max. And that might be come out, you know, and in a future, you know, future interview this week. All right, here we go. The fucking Knicks. The oh, fucking fuck me. New York Knicks. Is the glass half full? Is the glass half empty? I'm so tired. Bullshit. Chicken in here. It's the macho man. I don't know what to think after today. I can't listen to the rest of that. I'm sorry. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you want to come on and just say you're the macho man and do one little line, but this is like a minute-long impersonation of the macho man talking Knicks. Yeah, yeah. We got James from Queens. Hey, what's up, guys? It's James from Queens. <clears throat> I know you guys say keep the short, but I just want to let you know. He sounds fucking sad as shit, doesn't he? He's usually like, it's James from Queens. Yeah, he sounds depressed. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? James from Queens. <clears throat> I know you guys say keep the short, but I just want to let you know what happened to me today. So I'm at work. I work at a restaurant. And I'm walking around, busy, working a party. And I get the update. Immediately, I grab a couple glasses of red sangria. Down them. Down them in two seconds. I don't drink. I'm not a drinker, guys. So I got drunk. And I got pretty, <laughs> pretty messed up. I cried. I fucking cried. No. Now it's oh, okay no. and I'm done. I'm over it. I got home. I took a shower. I'm relaxing. And you know what we got, Randall? Fuck it. What are you going to do? It's a hard mix life. I picture you guys. Is he like in the fetal uh. position in the shower, on the bottom of the shower? Is it James that is broken. Oh, my God. He's a James. broken man. James, put down the fucking sangria. I mean, sangria? <laughs> it, it was probably the only thing in arm's reach at the time. He was like chewing on the little bits of apple and fruit in there. Just crying. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> this is how bad it is. Really is bad. Listen to this. Mike from Tarrytown. Um, 25-year-plus Knicks fan, man. Very disappointing day, but guess what? We're going to be all right. Got a bunch of young guys. We all know that. We got draft picks. We're good. Signed Julius Randle. Hoping that uh, we can sign D'Angelo Russell as well. He fits the timeline in terms of youth. Uh, looking good, man. We're okay. Listen, we're not, you know, hopefully we can make the playoffs next year. Love to do that. You know, not just continue to tank because we got we to gotta show some progress here. But uh, looking forward to the Knicks, man. Forever a Knicks, Knicks fan. Hard Knicks life. No. Sorry, Mike. You you tell me the eight teams that you're going to beat out and make it into the playoffs. I'm sorry, but the 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 East has gotten stronger, my friend. Chris Mannix just tweeted. Now he didn't a couple hours ago. Knicks are taking a public beating, but I've talked to several rival execs tonight who think the Knicks did the right thing. Kyrie wanted to be a net. No one has any idea how Durant at 32 will bounce back. Weak free agency class in 2020. Bad optics. Maybe not a bad decision. Somebody's standing up for the Knicks. What up, guys? JJ from Long Island. It definitely is still a hard Knicks life. Not going to have to change the name of the podcast unless I'm holding out hope because I'm a hopeful Knicks fan, and I always will be. You know, unless Kawhi Leonard decides to come to New York. We already flopped on KD, apparently. 
They didn't even take a meeting with him in person. They were going to give him a conference call. They weren't going to offer him a max contract to one of the best players in the entire fucking world. You know, the best opportunity the Knicks have ever seen to sign one of the best players in the world, and they, they just they screwed it up as as worst possible way as you possibly could. That was interesting, too, that, <laughs> right, that the Knicks flew to L.A. and weren't even in New York where KD where KD is. Yeah. So they either knew that it wasn't going to work out because they weren't going to offer the full max or they knew that KD wasn't coming here so they just went and did their own thing try went after Randall, right? I don't know the words to describe how fucking dysfunctional this management has to be to flop on that. You know, Achilles injury or not, and I get it that he might not be the same, but even if he's 80% of what he was, he's still a top 10 player, and you got to throw max money at that guy. Now, Kawhi Leonard, right? He hasn't made his decision yet. We signed Julius Randle and fucking Taj Gibson so far. Listen, these two guys, Julius Randle doesn't push the needle. Taj Gibson is a nice veteran, but he's 34 years old, and he's washed out, just about as washed out as any NBA player could be at 34, who's like, you know, really just, he just he was never a star, he was never a great player, he was just a role player. And I know I'm going along and you put out on the pod last night or not last night, the other week that uh that I shouldn't go so long. Uh yeah, tough shit. Um just putting out my feelings. Listen, Kawhi Leonard and Julius Randle, I think that would be a good pairing. I think they would play well together with Mitchell Robinson, you know, Dennis Smith Junior, Knox. RJ, we have a solid team if we get Kawhi Leonard. We have a playoff team if we get Kawhi Leonard, obviously. We might even be able to make a run if we have Kawhi Leonard there. So, you know, chips are all in on Kawhi. And if not, then, you know, in in RJ we trust. And we got to just keep building through the drafts. But, like, damn, I can't watch another 17-win Knicks season. But, you know, as sure as hell, I'm not going to be a Nets fan. I already see these fucking Nets fans coming out of the – coming out of their fucking sewers like cockroaches and rats, all of a sudden they're all Mets fans. All right, I talked enough. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, all chips in on Kawhi, sure. But, I mean, especially with, like, Mills, if, they, if that was the case and they were coming, they were going to get Kawhi. Mills, again, going back to what Mills said, he wouldn't have said a word because he would have known that in two days it would have all been forgotten. They're not getting Kawhi. No. It's not happening. No. And I think we'll probably end up seeing them spend the rest of the money and then we'll know. If they were getting Kawhi, I would I would think that they would have just they wouldn't be doing anything right now. Yeah, and I don't think know? they're going after D'Angelo Russell either. Because I, I have think to he's throw already max money at him. I think he's already set on Minnesota, pretty much. But I would be all. I mean, I I would be interested in D'Angelo Russell, wouldn't you? I like D'Angelo Russell. I think they should. I think they should go after him. I don't think we should necessarily throw max money at him because, again, I mean, I, he's not enough to carry this team either. There's other point guards they were linked to today, like Alfred Payton. Oh, I didn't see his name come up. For oh, right. yeah. just like early in the day, nothing that they were like they weren't on. Just that they might be interested in him. Hey, Craig and Barry, this is Ryan. Uh, hey, man, I had to reach out. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant just made the decision to go to the Nets, and I think it was a great, great decision for the Knicks. You. You don't want a player like that who doesn't want you. You don't want to make a crippling mistake with your franchise when a player doesn't want the challenge or can't handle the challenge. Guy went to Texas, 
drafted by Seattle, Oklahoma City, and then right after that, his first opportunity to get a challenge, he goes and joins the Warriors, who already have sort of the best fucking players in the league and can and can coast to a couple of championships. Get the fuck out of here. This is not the right guy for the Knicks. This is a great day for the organization. Picking up Julius Randle, a 24-year-old fucking stud at power forward who averaged 21 points last year and almost nine rebounds and three assists. Like, this is the guy. Everyone's fucking ripping the Knicks. Media, everybody's a joke. It's a laughingstock. God forbid a New York sports team actually rebuild a team the right way, which is what the Knicks are fucking doing. Finally, instead of just throwing money at the biggest free agent on the market. We sat through an entire season last year with our best player on the bench saying, oh, when he gets healthy, when he gets healthy, he's going to be great. So we're supposed to do that again this next year with Kevin Durant sitting on the bench the whole fucking season? It's enough of the waiting and the waiting for the next free agent. And then when he's healthy, and does anybody trust the Knicks medical staff to, to, to heal Kevin Durant? And make sure that everything's good and smooth. And, and when it's not, then it's going to be, oh, the Knicks fucking gave this guy all this money. I'm fucking sick of it. I love Julius Randle. I want D'Angelo Russell at point guard. And let's rebuild this thing the right fucking way for once. And I think now they have the opportunity. And it's going to be embarrassing as fuck for the Nets when the Knicks have this young team with no major stars on it that get all the fucking attention that get all the headlines in New York because the Knicks are New York's only fucking team. Love the show. Love the podcast. Podcast. And uh, can't wait to hear this episode. So you were like rolling your eyes that whole time. Uh, you know, there's one thing he said that had me rolling my eyes and he's fooling himself. I'm sorry, Ryan. No matter how you want to, you know, summarize this night, you can't say it was a great night for the Knicks. He said it was a great, the, like the greatest day for the organization. Yeah, which, he said it was which the greatest a, night for the Knicks. Which is, it, it's it's beyond a stretch. <laughs> you like Julius Randle? So do I. It's great, but it was not a great night for the Knicks. You got to look at everything in relationship to everything else. You know, you want to talk about other teams that had a great night. The Nets had a great night. It was a great great night for their organization but, but we keep saying that we didn't may, may have not wanted to give durant the full max so did we choose to make this a bad day it's still not gonna yeah you didn't but it's not is it so is it, make is it, it a just, great night it's is it like, just not a great night because it was so great for the nets and we're like rival not, not teams just the nets in the 76ers you could say they had a great night as well you know they 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 they, they bettered their organization you know but the knicks didn't have a great night they bettered their team with randall they yeah, didn't do any. I agree with they you. didn't do any horribly stupid. This this isn't a few years ago when they signed Joakim Noah, Courtney Lee. Right. You know. Right, and they are rebuilding the right way. And I think I think that what they're doing is great. The process that they're doing is great. But this night is not great. It can't be considered a great night for <laughs> Sorry, the Sorry, Ryan, that we're hanging on that one sentence you had. But <laughs> I mean, you were you were like standing on the milk crate there preaching, you know. About uh, about that Julius Randle is the answer, you know. <laughs> right, he is the he is. I the love one, your passion. He is the one we all wanted. Although I do love the Julius Randle move. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the dude's on less than twenty five years old. 
And again, and it fills a position we need. And, you know, most guys that come into this position that kind of rotate between center and power forward, like we've had, you know, in the past between, you know, Kyle O'Quinn, Noah Vonley, they become fan favorites here. And, I mean, he's going to be obviously, you know, the biggest favorite out of any of the guys I just mentioned. G'day, Craig and Barry. It's Josh from Sydney, Australia. I just want to say I know it's hard not getting any of these big free agents, but Julius Randle is a really good player and, and he's only really young still and he's something we can build around. And with RJ Barrett, Dennis Smith Jr. still there, there's something to build on here. So chin up, guys. We've still got $40 million in cap space. We can still make moves uh, and it's a work in progress. We weren't going to get better even if we got KD this year. So we just need to keep building and keep working. We've still got heaps of flexibility. So chins up. I know it's a hard next life, but it will get better. Cheers. All right. So, Barry, what now? Where do we go from here? Well, we go to SeatGeek, Craig. No, I'm not, I wasn't going to do that. Oh. But we could. <laughs> Guys, if you ever need to buy tickets to anything, use SeatGeek. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person. And there's nothing quite like Barry being here in person. Barry, this has been a special night. It has. Can You feel the electricity in the room, right? <laughs> I like you better in your bathroom. No offense. Well, next week we can. I do see you have your Knicks bath. socks on, though. Yeah. Did you wear those all day? Socks. Did you uh, wear those? The second t- half of the day. I had my Knicks socks. I had my white, blue, and orange kicks on. Are those like. Are those Kevin luck. Knox Pumas? No. No, they're not. They're like an old classic style Puma. But I like it because it's white and blue and then it's got like just touches of orange on it. And did you wear those socks like as, as a good luck charm? I did. I did make my son wear a Knicks shirt to bed last night. Yeah. You know, it's funny. My son, when I told him, I was like, he doesn't, he's five. So he doesn't really understand what's going on. He knew Porzingis was on the Knicks when he was here. And he knew that he got hurt. And I was sad about it. And uh, so tonight I told him, I he could tell that I was sad. And I was like, yeah. I was opening up to him. And I was like, it's like the best player in the world he decided he was we all thought he was going to come to the Knicks and then he decided to go to the Brooklyn Nets and he was like what he did he said he was like who are the Nets <laughs> <laughs> and I was like that's perfect <laughs> yeah I've got a, a quick story so last week uh, you know my kids they you know I talk Knicks a lot so they're all up to speed on everything that's been going on but my son's nine my daughter's six and even she you know, she can't, she, Przingis was the only Nick she could name, but she, you know, and um, she said, when is Przingis going to play again? And she might have even forgotten that he was traded, but my son steps in and says to my daughter, Przingis is trash. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I like spit out my food and I stood up from the table, reached my hand over, gave him a big high five. And uh, yeah, my son knows KP is trash. But isn't your son a Nets fan? No, he said that. He, like he's told me that. He basketball. told me he, that. Yeah, but he also was in a, and he still is a little bit. Like he'll say shit to, you know, like he like you know you know when we found out that KD was going to the Nets, he wasn't excited. He was actually kind of disappointed. Like you know he should have been going to the Knicks. But 
Okay, so he's not going to be wearing a, a no. Durant and Brooklyn Nets. You're not going to no. buy that for him ever. No, 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 no. What would you do if he? What if? He, what would you do if he asked for one? Okay, you, I don't care. I, I don't care. Really? I don't. I don't have this hatred for the Nets like you do, and like a lot of Knicks fans have. I really don't. I don't have a hatred for the Nets. I don't care about. It them. feels like it sometimes. No, it's 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 their fans. Yeah. Their fans annoy me because they hate us so much. Of course, they and they do. rip on us so much. <laughs> so then I just hate their fans. Yeah, I just get sick when Nets sick of when Nets fans say that like because they made the playoffs last year they're more relevant than the Knicks because the Knicks didn't, or or just that they're more relevant. And maybe I'm bitter because maybe now they are more relevant. But they will never. I don't care how relevant they are nationally. In New York, they'll. I mean, they'll always be the fucking second team. It doesn't matter who's on that team. They were the second team when they had Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, right? They didn't suddenly become the number one team in New York. They might have been the better team, yeah, but ninety percent of New Yorkers team. didn't give a shit about them. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. But I mean, they're still going to get exposure nationally. You know, the Knicks overshadow them here in New York, but like, you know, doesn't ca- really matter where you are. Like, it doesn't matter the Bucks are in Milwaukee. You know, you still pay attention to them. You still notice them. You know, obviously they're doing things, you know, like having the best record in the NBA and having, you know, a uh, top five player on their team. So you're going to notice them. But again, it doesn't really come down to where you are. Um, so yeah, to us next to the New York Knicks, yeah, they're smaller potatoes. But to the rest of the league, you know, when you're focusing on, on the teams that are going to be standouts, the Nets are going to be there in two years. Big yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. You can get national exposure and national attention, but if when you're playing in your own state and, and nobody cares, yeah, but if they did like, that's got to hurt. If they did care and they did want to get tickets, just to finish this longest ad that we took a hiatus from right in the middle. Oh, yeah, we never finished. <laughs> if they did want to get just tickets. Guys, just use... Hard Nick's Life, all caps, no spaces, when you go to SeatGeek, and you'll get $10 off your first purchase. Yeah, it's not legal. I'm sorry, $20 off your first purchase. That's right, $20 off. All right, dude, I think that's going to do it for the show. Is there any, There's probably stuff we're missing that we'll get back to. Yeah. Um, anything else I wanted to bring up? That's a no. Once you make that <laughs> sound. No going back. There's no going back. Remember, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at Hardnick's Life. Follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. Go to iTunes. Leave a five-star review. Yeah, yeah, please. We're, we we don't, like, I don't know why we don't get that many. We got a lot of people listening, but we don't get many reviews or ratings. Right. So, so like, if everybody who listens can just go on iTunes and fucking leave us a review, I mean, that's the least you could do. Right, Barry? Yeah. Just fucking... Can you take two seconds to hit five or four stars? Preferably five. Four. <laughs> take two seconds and hit the five star thing. What the fuck are you guys doing? If everybody who just vo- called us on voicemail to get in the show did, did that, it would be huge. <laughs> if we played your voicemail tonight, hit the little five star thing. All right, call us, Barry. What's the number? 516-33-MESH-1. You can continue to give us your thoughts on how the summer's going for you as a Knicks fan. Barry, did we just miss our last podcast from your bathroom by you coming here? Or is there going to be another one? There'll probably be another one. One more? Maybe a couple weeks before I make the move. So, Summer League. Summer League. It's July 5th. Oh, I'm excited for R.J. that. R.J. Barrett. Mitchell R.J. Robinson's going to be there. Yeah. Kevin Knox is going to be there? Have they said that? He better be there. 
fucking needs to be there. Absolutely. I'd throw Frank Nolakina back in there too. Is he is he gonna be in there? No, because he's playing with the French the French team, isn't he? Ignis Brasdakis. Oh yeah. Get get a chance to see him. Yes. Alonzo Alonzo Trier. Let's see what Chris, he's been working on. Chris Wilkes. Chris Wilkes. And um, um uh, uh, what is it? Amir Hinton. Hinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. next Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Slow down. All right, guys. Well, more than normal, right? More than normal today. It is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.